You're listening to the KB Podcast Network. <laughs> Coming up on this episode of the Kingdom Bringer Podcast. Well, yeah, music runs in the family. You know, my mom sings. She says she used to sing while I was in her stomach. So, of course, I came out instead of crying. I was. <laughs> <laughs> She looked me in my eyes one day, and she said, one day the Holy Spirit is just going to slap you in the face. Whoa. And I was just like, what? There's times that I really do go into a place of, like, shame and regret. I was a good Christian kid. Like, I loved the Lord. I had a relationship with Him since I was seven years old. But I didn't make relationships with people. Because I can teach them and tell them something, but it has no validity if my life is built on hypocrisy. Hey guys, what's up? Good to have you back. This is season two of the Kingdom Bringer podcast. Lots of things moving forward, not just with this podcast, but with the entire KB podcast network. 2019, we are rolling out two more podcasts. It's going to be so fun, so exciting. I want to kind of share a little bit about that with you right now. Just kind of get the vision out of the way. So, This podcasting thing is something I'm very passionate about, very excited to record just the words of encouragement and building up the body and uh, equipping people with the the knowledge and the understanding of the kingdom living inside of them and how we have the, the privilege and the opportunity to release that kingdom everywhere we go. It's a privilege and I, I love using this platform of, of this podcast to do that. And it's been fun. But one thing that's really happened through all of this is I've just had such a desire to encourage other people to have the same voice. And so, uh, the two brothers podcast was a podcast that was started by James Hersey and Jason Getz uh, a couple years ago. James Hersey has, has recently moved from Dodge city to Colorado and with him moving, the podcast just kind of died. And so I've stayed in relationship with Jason. I've met Chris Hagen since then. And those two guys together, I believe, have an awesome, powerful voice in the kingdom of God. And I wanted to help help them with the platform to be able to get their voice out there and spread this good news that Jesus has given to them. And they do such an awesome job. So with that, they have resurrected the Two Brothers podcast and it's a part of the KB Podcast Network. And what that simply means is I'm helping edit their podcasts, um, helping it just run smoothly, helping uh, keep them motivated to put out episodes on a regular basis. We're just kind of encouraging each other. It's a family thing. And that's what the whole point of this podcast network is. Also, we have the Supernatural Living with Beth Packard podcast. Beth Packard is a dear friend of mine, an amazing female voice in the kingdom. And that's something I definitely wanted to have was have some, raise up some ladies to be able to have a platform and a place where they too can build up and encourage. And I think that God really desires for women to be raised up in ministry, especially in this region. And so God's given her an amazing heart for people, an amazing heart for his kingdom and his love for people. And so she too is starting a podcast and it's going to be launched very, very soon too. So in the show notes of this episode, the first episode of the Kingdom Bringer podcast in 2019, look in the show notes. You will find links to both of those podcasts, the Two Brothers podcast and Supernatural Living with Beth Packard. I want you guys to go on there and follow both of those podcasts, subscribe to their episodes and get ready to get your rating fingers your subscribing fingers, your review fingers ready, because we're going to support each other. We're going to really build up and encourage each other to keep this thing going. That's going to be the benefit of us having like this podcast family. It's so fun and exciting. So that's the kind of the, the quick stuff out of the way. So again, it's no longer iTunes, it's Apple Podcasts. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, rate, review, subscribe, and share this episode and every episode of these three podcasts moving forward, go do that. Be our, be our social media like army. We need you guys. We need your help to move up uh, in the, the podcast landscape of things. We, we need you guys to, to go do that. 
Also, uh, there's Facebook pages available for each one of those. You can check them out. The Two Brothers Podcast, Supernatural Living with Beth Packard, and of course, the Kingdom Bringer Podcast. I want you guys to uh, be aware on the Kingdom Bringer Podcast, and I believe the other two as well, there's a donate button where you guys can donate uh, financially to keep these podcasts moving forward. I put a lot of time and effort into into these podcasts with the editing and um, just the the dreaming and the vision for behind the Kingdom Bringer podcast specifically. But it's a lot of work and a lot of effort. We love doing it, but man, we could really really use the support if you guys are if you guys are willing and able. And so pray about that. See if the Lord wants you to do that. But go to fa- our Facebook pages, click donate, and follow that. If you want to give to the Kingdom Bringer podcast, the one that you're listening to right now, click the donate button, follow the the PayPal link. It's really easy. And make sure you select as your way of giving to the Kingdom Bringer ministry. And you'll be able to give a one-time gift or you'll be able to get set up on a monthly giving cycle, which I'll be honest, would be such an amazing blessing. So please, again, prayerfully consider that. So here we go. This episode, the first episode of season two of the Kingdom Bringer podcast, I sit down with uh, an amazing young man in the kingdom, uh, brother-in-law of Chris Hagen. You guys are very familiar with his voice if you've listened to our podcast. Uh, The brother of Tara Hagen, that's Chris's wife. And his name is Earl Segee III, an amazing worshiper in the kingdom. He's a college student. And we sit down and talk a little bit about... uh, Kingdom on campus, the idea of releasing the kingdom as a college student on campus, the, the, the difficult parts of that, but also just the, the victory and the fulfillment that comes from releasing the kingdom everywhere you go. So tune in to this episode. Thank you guys so much for staying tuned in. And I want to remind you to share this with your friends. Here we go. Episode one of season two. <laughs> oh wow so my mama huh you gonna say this on this radio no man i was just saying yo okay i've been recording for a little bit that's good okay down here with chris hagan and earl sagi the third earl sagi trace what's up man how are you doing i am great i'm so happy to be out here it's unbelievable it's been an awesome experience from h-town from houston right uh not quite from beaumont texas. beaumont texas i'm from houston man see i thought okay <laughs> is it not one and the same isn't beaumont right there yeah it's like an hour and a hour half. and a half hour so. and a half from houston okay i would say that's pretty close to houston mm. so i'm safe saying h-town kind of mm. yeah i don't know be careful with that where one. do you do your shopping how, how big is beaumont um, Beaumont is, it's, it's fairly big. It's like, let's see. It's three about, Dodge cities. I was going to say three to okay. four Dodge cities. So, so you might have a grocery store or two. Oh, we have plenty of grocery stores. Yeah. So where was Aaron born at? Was he born in Beaumont or Aaron in Houston? was born in Houston. We were living in Beaumont, but okay. God kind of spoke to Tara to have him in Houston. So, okay. Okay, cool. So we are doing a new thing here on the Kingdom Bringer podcast. I'm trying to get like people that interest me on this thing for once just <laughs> oh wow just kidding chris shots fired just kidding no but what we're doing is so this episode i want to dedicate to like kingdom on campus okay the idea of like releasing the kingdom everywhere we go and you were in town and i wanted to take advantage of having a good solid good solid young man <laughs> that, I could, that I could chat with. For sure. Chris has done some campus ministry as well as being a mm-hmm. a, a spirit-filled, believing coach Amen. on Amen. campus. And so I wanted to just chat a little bit about some of that stuff. So Earl, give me your testimony. Just kidding. Tell me a little bit about yourself, though. Where are you at right now? You go to, you're in Beaumont. What, what uh, university are you going to? I attend Lamar University in Beaumont, Texas. Okay. What are you studying? I am studying music education so that I can become a choir director. A choir director. Yes. What does that look like professionally? You just It basically means that I'd be in the classroom like teaching whether it be elementary school, middle okay. or high school. Okay. Yeah. And Chris, what are you doing now that you're not working? 
I am taking care of my family and loving every second of it and just doing whatever ministry responsibilities God has given me at this time. So it's been great, man. You got a cute little one now since we've talked. You've had a baby. Yes, he is going to be a month old this week, and he is healthy. He's full of joy and life and uh, and a lot of other stuff that how comes you, out. <laughs> <laughs> how you paying for all those diapers, bro? God, how you paying for them? God is paying for everything that we need. It's cool, man. Just when you're obedient, there's grace that's applied with it. And uh, so he's taking care of everything, whether it be just him providing off random ways or people giving or Whatever it is, um, he has provided for our family. So we're so grateful, bro. That's so good. Tara's doing good. She's, she's doing great. She's healed up from her C-section. She's actually been released to start working out this week. So nice. that's exciting for our family. Um, so we're going to get that started here probably tomorrow. So I haven't even said it's January 1st. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. 2019. Last night we got together. Uh, kind of our first event as the Well Revival Hub out of Building mm-hmm. Solutions, had a cool night of worship, kind of ended 2018 with some uh, amazing worship led by Mr. Earl Sagi III. Third, third, third. third. <laughs> yeah. And hey. It was just awesome prayer time. Anointed. I want to honor you, bro. You are very, very, not just gifted, but there's an anointing over your life for sure for this. You, you walk in uh, not just talent, but just amazing humility. Mm-hmm. And you honor well. You honor the room. You honor the spirit. You honor the the people that you're ministering with very well. And so, I just wanted to. And I really give God glory for that. that. I appreciate that, and it's all His doing. So, where's the music come from for you, man? Is this like a family thing or what? Well, yeah, music runs in the family. You know, my mom sings. She says she used to sing while I was in her stomach. So of course I came out instead of crying. I was ah. <laughs> <laughs> hey hey yeah <laughs> mommy yeah <laughs> the whole night. But yeah, it runs in the family, you know. So it's been it's been a pretty it's been something that's just been going in our family forever. Like so. you and you and Tara are what like a year apart year difference. We're actually the same um, difference as Aaron and. Um, the other one, Andrew. Andrew. That's cool. <laughs> so it's it's crazy, you know. Wow. So, yeah. Yeah. Fifteen months. Fifteen months. And so, is this like choir? Is that something that's always just kind of been a passion for you? Well, see, now we're gonna touch into a little of my testimony. Okay. Um, okay. Man, let's I go. Let's Lord. go. Let's go. Thank you, Jesus. So, you know, I was I was ever since I moved from Lawrence, Kansas, where I was born. I was raised up in Lawrence, Boo. Kansas. Okay. Sorry. K-State. All right. Uh, (laughs) KU. All right. So I was born and raised in Lawrence, Kansas, uh, to about six or seven years old. And then we made a a drastic move to Beaumont, Texas, you know, and then, you know, it just became a reality to me that I needed to fit in. And I had no direction, you know, and my dad, you know, he did his best to stay in our lives. But, you know, from that big move, you know, it was just it was just a big gap in between those times where he was able to kind of help lead me and guide me in some areas. But, man, I thank God for him. You know, he really helped me throughout his life. He actually passed away two years ago. But, man, I thank the Lord for him. He was a great dad. But um, so that leads me back to, you know, just choir. So from having the mindset of fitting in, of course, I tried to fit in with the wrong crowd. I got myself into some things that no fifth grader should be doing. And by the time middle school came, that's when choir came about. I had to make a decision, you know, like because I was out there trying to fight and, you know, do these things that I just don't do. You know, it just was going completely against the grain of what God had planted in me since I was young, you know. And um, so choir came about to me as an opportunity, you know, had a friend. He was like, man, you can't sing, Earl. And I was like, yes, I can. I just don't want to. I thought singing was weak. You know, I thought it was like for he, wimps. He must not have been there on your birth, huh? Yeah, he wasn't there. <laughs> he wasn't there. Those pipes. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, you know, that whole little challenge, he, he challenged me or whatever, that actually drew me in because I'm like, yes, I can. Then I sang a song, and they were just like, whoa, bro, you need to get a choir. And he went from being my enemy to being my friend for years wow it was crazy that's crazy so i joined choir seventh grade oh i thank the lord because it just dawned on me what my my choir teacher told me long ago she looked me in my eyes one day 
And she said, one day the Holy Spirit is just going to slap you in the face. Whoa, no, come on, She really bro. told me that. And I was just like, what? I didn't know what she meant by that. Is this a public school? It's a public school, yeah. Wow. Yep, she told me that. And I never let that go. And, you know, that's where it came about, though. I was singing in the choir in middle school and, you know, still trying to balance that whole life I wasn't meant to live. It was so hard, but I had to let it go. I had to let it go, you know. So by the time ninth grade came around and uh, I had gotten to some more trouble and it was like a lot worse than usual. Like I had to go to court and all these other things like, oh, no, I was done. I was scared and I actually gave my life to Christ for myself. You know, like your parents get you baptized or whatever, but they don't realize that they're getting you baptized, meaning it doesn't mean that the child has really made a decision in their mind to give their life to Christ, to yeah. know him and make a true commitment to him. Mm-hmm. So that's when I did that in ninth grade. And from there on, I blessed the Lord because just I, I separated God, separated those people from me. He even had one of my teachers tell me, she said, young man, you have a wonderful voice. But if you keep hanging around with the people you're hanging around, you will not represent this campus. Wow. All my friends around me. Ha ah, Yeah. 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 You know, clown. I'm just like <laughs> nervous chuckle. Like what? Yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. man. And it stuck with me. Hmm. That stuck with me as well. So the very next day I changed who I was sitting around. I'm like, I want to be better. And, you know, my my so-called friends, you know, they were they were upset or whatever. They were just like, oh, I see how it is. But I just gave my life to God, focused on, you know, just choir. And that's how it really just came about. And just even over the years, like, you know, once you get saved, you know, God still has to prune some things off of you, you know. And so, you know, I had given my life to Christ. I was in a, a situation where I was afraid and I knew only God could get me out. But I still needed work. I didn't just become just this super holy guy like right after I got saved. Yeah. So over the period of time, I see my life like progress and change into something better every single day. Every single day. I kid you not. And every year throughout high school from ninth grade to 12th grade, I've seen a progression in my life that only God did. That's good. And so do you feel like you were sold out in ninth grade? I mean, were you? Do I feel like I was a sold out Christian yeah, in that grade? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I felt like I made the decision to love God from the purest of my heart, but I knew I still needed deliverance in a lot yeah. of areas. Yeah. So what were some of the biggest obstacles for you? We'll get to the campus thing, but, you know, yeah, you went to school as a believer. What were some of the, because you're still a young man, man. What was some of the biggest obstacles for you at that time, like in school, being yeah. a being a believer? In a public school. Are you speaking in high school, right? Yeah. Okay. So, you know, it was tough because you still kind of wanted to do what others were doing, but you knew that there are restrictions because of the commitment you really made to Christ. Mm. And so it was hard, you know. It was like some days, like, like I wake up. I remember, I remember waking up just like, okay, Lord, I'm going to focus on you. I'm going to trust you. I'm going to do what you call me to do. And I start my day off like that somewhere throughout the day. I would slip up and even forget that I prayed that prayer and then find myself convicted later. Like, oh, man, I didn't say I didn't do what I said I was going to do. Lord, forgive me. I'm going to try again. Yeah. And so that's how that came about. So just being surrounded by the temptations, the temporary pleasures of the world and just really taking into account like it's not worth it. You know, I had to, you know, we all have to deal with that, but you know, yeah, basically I just had to deal with that. Yeah. So was Tara, Shantara was Tara born was, again at that time? Yeah. Shantara was, uh, uh, two years ahead of me. Yeah. So, you know, she was popular and everything too. Yeah. So really all of her friends were my friends. So. Gotcha. Okay. So yeah. you guys were in the same circles then for the most part. For the most part. Probably yeah. had the same struggles, same obstacles and stuff like that. Well, yeah. As far as the same circle. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So you go to college. What's up with Lamar University? Lamar University. Wow. Um, You know, I I go to that school and I see so many people, you know, I just thought, wow, like, how did I even get here? You know, because I I didn't know where I was going to go to college at first, but, you know, it just ended up happening. I ended up going to Lamar. They gave me my scholarship for choir, and um, 
it's it was just a new experience for me. You know, they say that, you know, your professors won't care. Like if you don't do your homework, they won't do this. They won't do that. But come to find out that is true. But there are actually professors that really care about you. Yeah, that's good. So I, I really think highly of Lamar University. And I've actually had some great quality professors throughout my time. I'm actually a senior now. And, you know, I'm just I've just been enjoying it the whole time. That's you know? awesome. Yeah. So the whole basis behind Kingdom Bringer and this podcast in particular is Luke 17, 21. The spirit or the the kingdom is not here or there. It's inside of you. Mm. So with the with the mindset that we actually carry the kingdom everywhere we go, we have the privilege of releasing the kingdom everywhere we go. I wanted to get your your thoughts, and we'll get to Chris too, because Chris has been on campus both as a student, coach, mentor, mm. all of that stuff. But for you right now, Earl, as a as a student, a natural student as well as a spiritual student, as a natural student, what are you finding to be ways that you can release the kingdom at Lamar University? Do you have any, do you have any specific like testimonies or stories of how you have like released the kingdom? He better. Cause if he don't, Oh man. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Hey, (laughs) I know a bunch of them. Well, (laughs) Earl's like, Hey Chris, go to the bathroom real quick. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want you to hear. Well, um, I just I don't know where the where to start, you know, because a lot of things I've learned over my time, even just as you know, just as a person, um, your your life speaks more than your mouth, you know, when it comes to like how you live, and you know if you're committed to Christ in a way that's like pleasing to God, and so from from day one, like freshman year, like. I remember God giving me an experience like never before, right before I got to college, and it kept me focused on him. And so literally all I would do was go to go to class, go eat, and go to my room yeah. and, you know, spend time with God. It's It was amazing, but it was hard because I wasn't fellowshipping. I didn't go reach out to other, like, church groups, and, you know, I was trying to do this thing myself. And so... That whole time, though, while I was, you know, just by myself, God was, like, helping me, like, so much, like, just keeping me strong. But eventually I ran out of my own strength, and I needed the help from, like, other people who also had the Spirit of God in them. Yeah. And so, like, I ended up getting into small groups, going to, like, a Bible study. Uh, There's a Bible study on campus called Chi Alpha. And it's a really good Bible study, you know, have great worship, bring forth the word and fellowship with friends. It's awesome. And I joined that group and um, we just had a, a good time. I made some good friends and, you know, we would, you know, study our Bibles together, eat together. Um, you know, just we just do a lot of things together, just feeling like a family. Eh? It really helped me overcome that whole I'm not alone feeling, you know? Yeah, that's good. And so, but, you know, just as far as the impact that God has placed on my heart, you know, I remember um, my sophomore year, like God put it on my heart to have a Bible study. So uh, I hosted Bible studies before and in the dorms. And, man, God really transformed that thing. It was awesome. My best friend was with me, and we would, like, get in that word. We would pray, like, openly in the lobby. Uh, made so many friends like we would have worship sessions in the lobby like it was so cool people were passing like oh they singing you know and then they actually come and actually feel the spirit of God like and I just love that man like that's what really hit me like wow it's not about me like but people are actually coming to feel his presence some people are at least yeah some people are just coming because it's like entertainment to them but for the people that really allow it to touch their heart, it it was really impacting for them. And then when the whole Bible study thing came about, like, you know, people, you know, had they they were able to gain an understanding for things they didn't think they would care about, you know. So, like, it's been a lot of experiences, you know. Um, if you try to walk around campus with this guy, 
every single person knows him. They like yeah. stop. Hey, <laughs> yeah. Earl. Hi, Earl. I'm like, oh my gosh. And and like he said, it's not because it's him. It's yeah. just because of the spirit of God that's inside of him. And he's so rare on the campus. Like, because Tara went to the school. So when me and Tara were okay. dating and stuff, like I would go on campus to spend time with Tara. And, you know, I'd spend time with him too. And everywhere he goes, everybody knows him because he's rare. You don't see a lot of guys on college campuses just sold out for the Lord. Yeah. It's really rare and it's really cool to see just from my perspective. So You know, I've had a lot of a lot of time for some reason the last two or three years, man, I've just really been thinking a lot about my time in high school. I went to college here at, at Dodge City Community College for like a year and a half or two years. I never mm-hmm. finished, but I, I think about high school and how I have so much regret. Like there's times that I really do go into a place of like shame and regret. I was a good Christian kid. Like mm-hmm. I loved the Lord. I had a relationship with him since I was seven years old, but I didn't make relationships with people, mm-hmm. you know? And mm-hmm. I've had so much, I want to say it started off as like healthy regret and you you have to steward that in your heart. You can't let that like take over. But yeah, I look back and I think, man, if I would have been like a kingdom bringer in high school, or if I would have like understood the power of the kingdom that was inside of me in high school, I did a great job of like not drinking and Mm. not having sex and not doing drugs and not going to parties. Wow. If that's what my high school, you know, testimony Mm. was, I didn't do much for the kingdom except not do a bunch of stuff, you know? Yeah. And so I, 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 but what's cool, this is what's cool. I've had a couple stories over the last few months from people that I haven't talked to since high school. Young kids that were like freshmen when I was a senior or, you know, classmates even that have reached out to me and expressed how much of an impact I had on them in high school. Wow. Had no idea. It's one of those things where I have regret mm-hmm. now as a 38 year old. I'm yeah. looking back and thinking about relationships that I didn't make, people that I didn't pour into or encourage or build up Mm -hmm. and they were watching me from a distance my life yeah and so that's cool but i like to look at guys like earl and almost live through that like man you know building you up and encouraging you to bring the kingdom on campus keep going because i think it's like it's it's prime and i think it's like a a ripe harvest field those campuses you know sure for sure, Chris. Yeah. I want to. I want to. I want to bend your ear just a, a little bit about that because you've, um, you coached here in Dodge City mm-hmm. Community College. Uh, you were really in a position of a mentor, is what you are. These these kids come and look up to you, and you're recruiting them. You're bringing them in. But you also, you and your wife and Shauna Nicholson and some other folks, run a a ministry on campus, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Talk to us about that a little bit. Um, well, uh, the ministry was put together more so by Shauna. Um, and we, when we got here, we kind of joined in with it naturally. God really set it up for it to happen. Um, but for me, the biggest thing was, was letting the kids know that they are in a position where they don't have to conform. And there's so much evil going on around these kids on college campuses, man. It's unbelievable. And it's sad to see. And I saw it firsthand because I was a, a coaching with athletes and stuff like that. It is, it's bad. It's bad in a lot of ways. Um, my biggest, biggest form of influencing them was what Earl said earlier, preaching with my life before I preach with my mouth. That was my biggest form of influencing them because I can teach them and tell them something, but it has no validity if my life is built on hypocrisy. So if I'm living a complete opposite way of how I'm talking, it is ingrained in every human being's spirit to not receive that. If you tell me don't do something and I see you doing it, I'm automatically thinking that's not good wisdom. Right. And that's why the word says that godly wisdom is without hypocrisy. So we focus on making sure we're clinging to the spirit so that we have a posture of purity in our own lives. And then from there, now our testimonies and our wisdom and our knowledge, it has validity. So we go into these Bible studies, they're listening, they're locked in. And it's more so encouragement like, hey, you can do this because 
just like when they're babies, you know, they're these babies, they're sponges. They're still in a stage of learning and absorbing. They just don't realize it at this point. Yeah. And so if we can say, hey, you can take a, a stance of leadership to where all of these people can start following you as you follow Christ. Look how much of an impact you can have on the kingdom. Right. And just encouraging them. So it was awesome. You saw a lot of the kids we getting yep. by the end of the year, they were getting baptized at church. Yeah. It started as just the Bible study. And then before you knew it, they were like, Hey, can we get rise to church on Sunday and stuff like that? And we start trying to work that out. And God has transitioned us kind of away from the ministry uh, at the college now. Um, but the season that we were there was unbelievable because we literally were just encouraging and pushing and just helping them to understand the impact and the influence that they really had. So it was good. And I look forward. I, I believe that God's going to open another door for us to go back in that arena. You know, we're doing a lot of different stuff now, but yeah, I believe we'll go back there and, and we'll do some more stuff. You know, I think there's, the Lord desires so much to balance out. Well, not even balance, but it needs balanced out. Mm-hmm. I think we we talk about the negatives on the college campus a lot when it mm-hmm. comes to like professors and when it comes to like the growing a number of atheists. Like yeah. this young generation is just turning from God because they're being taught by the world. You know? Yeah, they they leave their family and they're so their minds are so vulnerable. Oh, and they've yeah. got professors that are just pouring into them. And, you know, we had a discussion earlier about a one, you know, a one hour conversation with the kid can yeah. really get them to start questioning everything about God. And it's sad. But all that means is that they're just as vulnerable for the kingdom. Exactly. And so if we have, you know, the earls walking around understanding that, the Chris's, the the Shauna's that are willing to go on campus and, and, and bring the kingdom, that these kids, man, they're. They are vulnerable. They're away from their family. I'm not talking about tricking them into the kingdom. I'm no, talking about I know exactly you've got mean. people that are so valuable and so wanting to be loved mm-hmm. that they're going to receive that love wherever they can get it. And, you know, we actually had an, had an experience with a, with the, one of our Bible study students one time. And we didn't we had ministered to him a thousand times. But, you know, what got his attention? And he was just like, man. He broke down and he he reached out to me and I ended up meeting up with him outside of Bible study, outside of school. He said that he saw a video of me and my wife, Tara, and we were sitting, we were um, in Lawrence, Kansas. I had taken her home. She hadn't been home since she was seven years old. And I took her home for her birthday to just go back and see all the places she used to be and all of the memories and all of that. And he said that he watched the video and he saw how happy we were. Wow. And he said that whatever made you like that, I want that. And I want more of that. And I want to experience that because what he hadn't done is voiced to anybody that he was dealing with depression. He was having suicidal thoughts. He was struggling with loneliness. So he'd sit in his room and just be like, why am I not happy? And he said he watched that video and was like, I've never felt that. And I want it. And he said, I've wrestled with like calling you or texting you for like two weeks because I just didn't want to bother you. Or I didn't want to seem weird. But he's like, I can't help it. I just want whatever it is that you have. And that's that goes back to what you were saying. All the stuff that you did in high school, you might not have said anything. You know, you might not have. But at the end of the day, when people see your life and they see the God in you, wow. it's more attractive than the world. Yeah. And people think that because more people choose the world, that the world's more attractive. It's just that a lot of people haven't truly seen God. Yeah. They haven't seen the power of God or they don't recognize it. So that's where we come in where we can say, listen, this is what God looks like. Yeah. And it's so much more beautiful than what the world's trying to convince you to, to accept. Yeah. Now that's good. One of the testimonies from high school was I had a, um, I was, I was, I would consider myself depressed in high school. I, I experienced a lot. I was mm-hmm. kind of battled with pornography a lot. And mm-hmm. as a Christian tended to, that was definitely a dark, one of those dark sins, you know, mm-hmm. that you, nobody knows about, you keep it yep. and you just have that internal struggle. And so I, I battled that all the time trying to keep this Christian image, but I'm dealing with that stuff in the mm-hmm. back, you know? And I had my pastor had come up to me and said that, 
one of the teachers at the high school came into his office. It was an older gentleman. And he'd sat down in the pastor's office and he said, I want what Darren Eubanks has. Wow. And I'm a, I'm a high schooler, you know? And so that's one of those examples too of mm. like, and we, we know that this kingdom isn't a matter of talk. It's a matter of power. Mm-hmm. And I hear you say all the time, it isn't by my might, right? It's by, but by spirit. his spirit. And mm-hmm. so understanding that, and that's what I'm saying. I wish I would have understood that when I was in high school. Yeah. Cause I would have had, all these more testimonies of people being transformed because mm-hmm. of my life lived. But let's get back to Earl for a second. Earl. Right. So you're a senior right now currently, right? Yes. What are you going to do differently now? Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Learning from move, us. Move no. to Kansas. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> so like with that, you know, believing you have the kingdom inside of you, man, and this, this whole choir thing. You know, I got to experience you worship last night. Let's talk about worship a little bit in your life. Worship isn't something you just get up in front of people and just start playing music and it just comes out of you. Sometimes you can, sometimes it does, you know, sometimes people can get away with that for a while. For you though, what, cause I, I believe that this is like a lifestyle for you. Worship is a lifestyle for you. Um, talk about that a little bit as a college student how you kind of walk in that lifestyle of, of worship in your life. Well, uh, Darren, when I, when I really focus on the fact that my life is not my own and that I belong to God, when I allow my relationship with God to be seen so that like Chris shared, people will be attracted to my life. They'd be attracted to Christ. That's good. So for me, It's just a matter of remembering every single day that I'm with God and he's with me, Mm -hmm. you know, and when I truly do that, I walk in the favor of God like crazy. It's so awesome. But for the days that I struggle and I think about, oh, man, you are not dressed that good today like you you people gonna look at you like you are whack or whatever when those thoughts try to come at me you know it's like being tripped up like at the finish line like you you focused and it's like that thing is kind of it's a factor that tries to hinder me you know and I've struggled with that for a long time you know just feeling like I needed to fit in like I needed to fit in so the devil's would try to attack my insecurity on that every day. But living a life of worship is ultimately me just just walking with God every day, talking with him, you know, just everywhere I go, you know. And excuse me, I'm not just saying I'm not just saying like hallelujah every step that I take, you know. I'm literally just walking with the joy of the Lord as my strength and just remembering that God is with me, you know. And so when people see me, you know, I speak to them. You know, you never know what speaking to someone, what act of kindness would do for someone. I always keep that in mind and I just do it. You know, I just speak to people. And, you know, it's actually it's kind of crazy because, you know, Lord knows I'm not good with names. So when I see people, they remember me. But I'm like, hey, hey, you know, man. I, yeah. <laughs> I always say, hey, man, you <laughs> what's up? you? <laughs> right. You know, and it's it, you know, I try like not to think about it in a bad way, but you know, I just want to spread the joy of Christ to people, you know, but, um, for the days I'm not speaking out or whatever, I'm just walking, just walking, doing my thing. You know, what are, what are some constraints that you feel like naturally being on campus as a Christian? Do you, do you feel any of that? Or do you experience any of that kind of being able to be who God's called you to be in there? Cause well, I, I hear a lot of, like I said, I, I didn't go to college for that long, but, um, I hear a lot of horror stories about Christian students being, you know, professors kind of lording over some of that stuff. But do you experience any of that? Well, um, when it comes to like being like in the like the classroom or anything like that, you know, I don't I don't just go and profess like, hey, I'm a Christian, you know, but when everyone else is talking about a different subject or they they doing this and that. You know, I do my best to stay away from that. You yeah. know, not conform, not conform. Yeah, man. You know, and That's when how you do it, yeah, you know. So I do, I do that. You know, and 
um, you know, just a lot of the people that I've spoken to before, you know, they may have they may be involved in things that I wouldn't get myself involved in. But, you know, I still speak to them and everything. But there's a constraint with that because they kind of would want to go further with me and getting to know me. Right. But they would want me to conform. Yeah. They would want me to be like, hey, man, like, chill out with that God stuff. But yeah. come on, you know, yeah. you're a cool guy. But what's up with you? Like, yeah. no, and I just can't. And so that's why a lot of like a lot of friendships, you know, I want them to go deeper. But at the end of the day, you know, if if they're going to challenge who I am in Christ, I can I can't accept that. And that's so good. I just have to move forward, you know, that's good. and any specific mm-hmm. testimonies at all about I like going here. I, for some reason, I like focusing on negatives sometimes. I like encouraging people to get vulnerable. Mm. Are there any specific testimonies about maybe opportunities that you missed as a, as a believer on campus? Like looking back, like, man, I could have done that. I should have done that. Hmm. Well, one thing that really comes to mind is, you know, there, there are people of the different faith yeah. that they walk around every day, every single day discipling people trying to speak to them and i it's truth i yeah. can't, and this is the thing god has really placed it on my heart to bring my bible to school mm. but i haven't brought it out of the music building yeah. and i haven't really even in the music building i've just kind of had it with me and people are like oh you have your bible cool but i haven't used it like i should have you yeah. know yeah. and when i see people of another faith walking around and having the boldness to speak to people and i'm just sitting there with my bible i can't even fix my mouth to say oh lord here they go because i'm not out there doing it wow yeah. why am i not stepping up and so then it addresses insecurity like oh you're afraid that you're going to look crazy and it's like is is that really it is that is that what's going on in my heart? Like, God, I want to do what you want me to do, but it's scary sometimes, but they're doing it. Everyone else Mm -hmm. is doing it. Someone that you don't know. Someone came up to me one time, you know, just like, Hey man, I I make music. Here's a CD. Go jam. It's, it's, it's some good stuff. And of course it it wasn't really godly. Yeah. It wasn't godly music, but you know, just having the boldness to step out, and speak just like That's I good. speak to people. Yeah. Why don't I go further? You know, and I, I think this is a delicate balance, though, too, because we he walks in humility. So there's no self promotion. Yes. And yeah. a lot of times that will will kind of breed fear because it's like I'm not amazing. I'm not. And so, but we have, there's a balance though between. See, that's the enemy's counterfeit. Yes. To evangelism. Exactly. Self-promotion. But that's why we boast in the things of Christ. So we have to know that when we, when we adopt the mindset of I can brag on God, now I can go and I can talk to whoever because it's the spirit of God because he's greater. He's in me, but he's greater. So I can go talk. And so it turns from being fearful of not being good enough yourself to being like, I'm good enough because God has qualified me and I can go talk to everybody. That's That's great, man. That is such a revelation right there. That's one, that's one thing that I see Scott Tilly growing in is Mm -hmm. being, you know, we've, we've heard him talk about going to those football games and just straight up. Hey guys, what do you think about Jesus Christ? Come on, man. And people are getting saved on the sidelines of a football game, you know? Because it ain't awesome. him, you yeah. know? It's the spirit. I yeah. love it. I we love can, it. No, I love, because what we said too, man, if we're carrying ourselves like true Christ followers, like true, if we're carrying ourselves like Jesus, they should be seeing Jesus. Yeah. So if they reject me, what are they rejecting? Christ. Jesus. Christ, yeah. Not me, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So Really, if they're rejecting me, I'm probably not showcasing Jesus. Or if I'm offended by it, mm. if I'm offended or hurt by their rejection, it's probably because I was putting myself up yeah, it was instead you. of Jesus. Right, because yeah. Jesus wow. is impenetrable. That's right. And wow. if you're covered in Christ and you are really just allowing him yep. to take the lead of you, then they're feeling they can't even get to yeah. Right. Ooh, or if it's real love. That is awesome, you know? man. That's Boy. right. That's good. That's wow. tough, man. I mean, if I'm doing this in love, if I'm walking up to somebody with real love in my heart, mm-hmm. I should be able to walk away with acceptance or rejection. That's right. With love. Wow. I should be able to walk up the same way that I that I walk away. Yeah. I love the person whether they accept what I got or not. You know? Yeah. yeah and that's for right. everybody yeah. listening, this 
this is not easy to do. No, no, no. <laughs> you know? oh, no. It's very easy for the three of us to be sitting in my basement <laughs> having this conversation. Yes, yep. 100%. Yeah, it's not 100%. easy, but it is It is definitely doable. And it's not easy, but it's worth a shot. It's, it is worth a shot, and God's not going to leave you hanging in that. Yeah. Like yeah. If you take a leap of faith, trusting that it's his spirit that's going to do it, he's not going to leave you in that space by yourself. What does Jesus promise, though? He promised his followers that the world's going to what? It's going to hate you. Oh, yeah. Right? They're going to persecute. Yeah, it's part so, of it. So many times, though, we have this false sense of like, man, we talk about impenetrable. Jesus is, so am I. Yeah. You're going to get rejected. Yeah. You know, the right. world's going to reject the gospel. It just is. Yeah. But there's going to be, I mean, let's say you walk up to 10 people and share the gospel and only one of them, you know, it's so cliche to say, even if one person hears the message, but it's the truth. It's the truth, you know? man. Yeah, they it's try the, to water. If you leave, down. if you graduate from Lamar and you re- and you reached one person on your time there, professor, student, whatever it was. That's right. That's one person for the gospel, and that might be the next Benny Hinn. I mean, it might be you that never that know. person that you reached might reach a million people. That's so. You right. know, Amen. that's so fun. Amen. That's so cool. That's good. So, what's next for you, man? Well, what's your what's <clears throat> what's the passion and the desire of your heart as a senior? Because you got to start having some ideas of what you want to do, right? Yeah, you yeah. know, it's it's likely for you know someone that's a senior to have everything planned out. Yeah, you know? but I got you know, my pen ready. I'm ready to write down your list of things you're gonna do. What'd you say? Oh <laughs> boy! So you know, just the closer I come to graduation, you know, the reality of after college is setting in. You know going to have to be able to, you know, handle my finances, all of these things that, you know, adults do on their own. You know, it's like this this season of our lives in college as college students, you know, fresh out of high school and stuff like that throughout the years. It's like it's like teenager, pre-adult, adult. You know, it's like yeah. young adult. We're literally young adults, yep. but we're young. That young is there because we don't know everything that's going to happen and we don't know. Absolutely. Everything is going on. This is a season that we're learning. And so for me, you know, I still feel, you know, I'm overcoming the young adult part of me, you know, and just growing in areas where I need to. So when it comes to my plan, you know, I'm I'm actually seeing things like get a little cloudy. You know, I know that I want to graduate and I want to have my degree in music education with the focus of choir. Yeah. But I do not know where I will be teaching. I do like I don't know what exactly is going to happen next. I haven't just set out everything just yeah. planned, you know, yeah. but I'm just, you know, just going to focus on one thing at a time, you know, but I won't procrastinate. I don't want to procrastinate on the things that are coming, you know, Yeah, that's I good. have exams to take certification exams and just things like that. You know, I have to get prepped for a lot, you know, and. You know, just even as a human being, we're ever since we were children, we've been trained to be able to take on task. And that has only grown as we've gotten older. So for people that don't really have a good foundation of that, it's kind of hard to like just piece everything together, you know. So it's like a broken piece of glass and you're trying to put it back together. Yeah, it could be like that for some of us. So that's good. Yeah. Well, man, we're going to wrap this up. How can how can people get a hold of Earl Sagi the third if they want to get a hold of you? Where can you where can they follow you at? Are you active on social media? I am active on Instagram and Facebook. My Instagram, you can follow me at underscore T-H-E-V-E-S-S-E-L underscore. And on Facebook, you can look up Earl T-E-E Sagi the third. Okay. All right. We're going to we're going to pray this thing out and we're going to play an original track that you're going to send me here soon. <laughs> What's it called? Uh this song is called Pure. It's called Pure. Earl Sagi the 3rd and his original tra- his original track Pure is going to be closing this thing out. Chris, would you mind uh praying this thing out, dude? Yes, yes, yes. I would love to. Lord, we just thank you so much for gracing us with your presence. Thank you, Lord. We thank you so much. We value your presence, God, and we value who you are as our God. Thank you for every ear, 
every person, every heart, every spirit that is listening to this right now. There are people listening to this that are hurting, that need you, that feel lonely, that are dealing with depression. And I thank you that your spirit right now, this second, is consuming them and filling every void in their lives. Thank you for the platform that you have given us, God, to edify your people, God, and to promote a lifestyle of purity, of hope, of faith, of love. You are everything that we need. And we can have a lot of stuff in this world, but we are nothing if we don't have you. We're nothing if we don't have love. Thank you for showing us true and pure, unconditional love every day of our lives, no matter what we do. I just rebuke anything that will try and taint or mess with the minds of your people. We are yours. We belong to you and we submit ourselves to you, God. We love you with everything that we have and we give you the glory and the honor for the gift of life and the gift of love that you've given all of us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Well, guys, don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, and share this this podcast. Go on iTunes. uh, Give us a rating and a review and share this episode with your friends. Looking forward to pounding out more of these episodes for you guys in the in the coming weeks uh, until next time be blessed happy new year Fire.